I just took a big hit of my poppers. I have my dildo right here with us. <laughs> Let's have a look at your dildo. Very lifelike. It's very lifelike. I like mine to be colored almost like an alien's dick. No, I want it to feel like, because I'm still practicing to be a good bottom. So I need it to feel like as real as possible. So when I am in that situation. You know what to do. I know what to do. Because I'm still getting used to the sensations. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to episode 69. (laughs) (laughs) Our horniest episode yet. We have a very special guest. Last time he was here talking about ghosts. Oh, he got his dildo too. Oh, don't put it in. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Mitchell. Ooh. No ghosts this time, or are there? I know that's not a ghost. I was just moaning. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like a lot of ghosts are horny? Well, actually, yes. I feel like I've seen some some movies with that premise. Haven't you seen the musical Ghost? Oh. Who was that guy? Do you know who did? on stage i can't remember anyway they need to start doing that regionally yeah i don't feel like it's done that much did it do well no <laughs> i don't think so i know natalie weiss did it regionally i think cassie levy did it at some point yeah she, on broadway and london right didn't she bring it over from london i feel like all of those movie to musical things that have just been done with all those blockbusters of the 90s they just go by like i forget they're there pretty woman the musical ghost Rocky, all of those. It's like, I should have seen them at some point. Never did. I'll probably never see them. You're probably better off that way. Rocky was kind of unbelievable, though. Yeah, you Rocky liked was it. a spectacle. A spectacle. Like, they brought a ring in and shit. It was wild. I mean, that's all I remember about it is the ring coming in. Like, I can't hum a song or... That was me with King Kong. I was like, that's a cool gorilla. Was the yeah. music good in King Kong? Was there anything like... There wasn't a single hummable song, really. This is the thing. None of it was bad. It just wasn't great. But wow, I was so drunk. And it was this big ass gorilla. It was amazing what they did with it. It was great. I saw the first preview of it (gasps) uh, because they wanted it to break. I figured the likelihood of it going awry was probably the highest. (laughs) And the puppet was fine. But there was one part where I assume they were trying to make it look like a woman was dropping from the puppet's hand. But the hand moved and she was just suspended in air, just kind of flailing. And then she dropped. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Very sexy. And speaking of, we have a lot of sexy things to talk about this episode. Anyone be uncomfortable if I masturbate during this whole episode? You always do that. Be more comfortable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, last night I was shirking my responsibilities and I took a couple of hits and I made a list of Broadway related things that turn me on. <gasps> and I have some suggestions of maybe an order we could go in terms of categories please let's do it let's do it if it's okay with you i want to know who your broadway crushes are these characters i think it could be either because i've got a little bit of both i've got some actors i've got some characters too Okay, let's start off with actors. Give us your actors, Carrie. Well, currently, the Camelot revival, <gasps> that's very sexy. Why is it so sexy? The commercials are kind of out of control. Very erotic. Right. There was some article that was talking about how they're going to really lean in into the love triangle. And so I was wondering, does that mean that Arthur and Lancelot are going to like hard <gasps> for each other? <sighs> I mean, think about that. Uh, Andrew Burnap and Jordan Donica in the waterfall taking off their chain. Male. 
wiping off the sweat after battle. They'd really have to rewrite the story, right? There'd be a lot of like... <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but maybe there's, there's still time. I think there's a lot they can do without rewriting, though, in the direction. They redo these Golden age musicals to be more current. Like, why the fuck not? Make them a thruple. Oh, totally. Oklahoma, they did that revival where there was a lot of tension between Curly and Judd, which I don't think was supposed to be explicitly homoerotic, but it felt that way. Mm. It just adds. It adds a layer. Yeah, like, why not? Not everyone even pick up on it for the people who are looking for it. Give them a little something. These TV shows are long. Throw some gay shit in there. Spice it up. Everything should have a little gay in it. Camelot's so long. Mm -hmm. Give us something spicy. Yeah. So I haven't seen it, but here's hope. Maybe at least we'll get some shirtless (laughs) something. Will they be? I don't think they're knight, they're in armor, right? I've never seen Camelot. I only know like Sword in the Stone. Isn't that Camelot? Wait, Sword in the Stone, is that Lancelot? That's Arthur. Arthur. The prequel. Prequel. Even just taking the sword out of the stone is very sexual. Look at me doing it with my dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that made a sound. Talking. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's gotta be a porno. Oh, there's there's definitely a porno. (laughs) Camel toe? Camelot or Camelot? <gasps> I need both. Camelot is the sequel. <laughs> Camel twat. <laughs> Camel twat. <laughs> <laughs> if ever I should queef you. It just writes itself. Yeah. I think my ultimate Broadway actor crush is Ramin Karimlu, but that's a Ooh. really easy Ooh. answer because he's just an insanely talented beefcake. Like, I feel he's really on the nose, but wow, what's going on there? And like in Funny Girl, he's not supposed to take off his shirt, but they had him unbutton his shirt anyway. When? In what scene? I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I just know that his shirt is open. We want it. We need it. But then he recently spoke out about, he was decrying the idea of the Broadway body and talking about how it's not healthy. And we're like, you of all people, Ramin, you're the ultimate Broadway body. You're the unattainable standard. Right. I mean, it's good he's saying that, but in a way, it's a little odd. It is a little odd. Did he also say anything about if Leah Michelle can read? Just out of curiosity. That she can't. (laughs) (laughs) He confirmed. He's also tatted, right? Doesn't he have a lot of tattoos? Oh, he is? And the first time I really, really started being attracted to him was when I was, I want to say 15, 16. Love Never Dies was first happening in England. And they made a, like a music video for Till I Hear You Sing. And it's just him in a flouncy, I don't know, shirt, almost like a pirate shirt. And then it's like open and it's him just yearning for Sierra. And it's just so, it was everything my 16 year old self needed so badly. It was so hot and he sounded so fucking good in that song it still does it for me i miss like that early 2000s late 90s period where there were all those frank wild horn shows and all those commercials were so sexy like the scarlet pimpernel commercials they would just be touching each other's faces making poses like jekyll and hyde dangerous game just like them grabbing each other and shit that was such a sexy time for broadway what happened to that i don't know it's not sexy anymore now it's what is i can't even tell you what's on broadway corn (laughs) (laughs) 
There's a bad Cinderella. That's sexy. They have hunky, hunky ensemble. I'm it's true. people bashing bad Cinderella. I think that song is catchy. The costumes look great. I think it's fun. Bad Cinderella is my new Diana. I don't want people bashing it. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen any. I've only seen one song, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who else is sexy on Broadway? Although they might be done. The Jonas Brothers. Oh, good for them. It's just like a concert. They just do the music, right? Yeah. But they did every night was a different album, which is kind of cool. How many albums do they have? I think five because there were five nights. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Were you into the Jonas Brothers? Sexually, not musically. Mm -hmm. I was not. I don't know why as well, because they're from New Jersey. I should really rep Mm -hmm. them. I love Camp Rock, though. So, yeah, I love them. I only know the scene where they're doing this. Like doing like stomp movements through the yeah, without the music. Yeah. <laughs> Next summer we'll watch it. Camp Rock. I've never seen it. You'll love it. But do you know who my number one Broadway crush is right now? I mean, it's going to come as no shock. Jordan Fisher. Ah. I want to see him in Sweeney Todd so bad. Oh, he's so sexy and naturally sexy and charismatic and the way he conducts himself and the way he talks and he's so sexy but even on his instagram because you know i look there's never like shirtless <laughs> posts he just is fucking sexy he doesn't have to try or like oh god we'd love to have him on the podcast two slaps <laughs> dildo for jordan fisher <laughs> like it's a gavel <laughs> order <laughs> you stalk someone on instagram looking for shirtless pics do you go to their tagged photos because that's my strategy they're not the type of person that would post thirst traps everyone's gone on a family vacation to the beach or has been at a pool with someone who's gonna tag them in it i mean i've looked carrie i've never i haven't been able to find shit all right he doesn't have time for that he's too busy he's 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 the most successful man in america i feel like he's always doing something he is this is true god i bet let me hit this dildo again I think that whole Sweeney cast is really fucking hot. Like every single person. I am shying away from mentioning Newsies because when that came out, we were the same age as a lot of the actors. Like we were contemporaries of a lot of those original Newsies. But, you know, years after the fact, I don't know. I I don't want to bring up Newsies. Although I will say in the original cast, my favorite Newsie was Davey. One is he? He was like the nerdy one, like the good kid. I know who you're talking about. Yes. It's just a cast of beautiful boys. Anytime I'd walk by the Nederlander when Newsies was running, I'd always turn on Grinder and just see. <laughs> and just pray. Yeah. Pray. I'm going Newsy hunting. <laughs> <laughs> you just sitting outside the theater with your poppers, just hitting them, looking around. Yeah. You're only a block <laughs> away from Blue Door Video. <laughs> You like leave um, a trail of poppers behind you that they just follow like breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Popper trail. <laughs> well, so you've got some contemporary crushes. Do you have any Broadway crushes of yesteryear? Mm. Yes. As a child, I was very sexually attracted to Yul Brenner in The King and I with that open robe. His body was tight. His What is Puzzlement, whatever that song is called. Ooh, God. Yeah, that's hot. It's a long song, but he filled it. He filled it with bare chest, nipples, and talent. I, I loved it. <laughs> nipples. <laughs> I love nipples. He was lost on me but I bet if I went back and watched some now I'd be like okay yeah that character is kind of complicated and he has such a dark side so that says a lot about you as a young person that you found that sexy like I remember being a bit afraid watching that at least like the second half of it being nervous but you're right he was very sexy oh I wanted him to yell at me I wanted to be in trouble (laughs) I wanted to be like oh sorry 
uh, King, I'm not going to teach your children. Ooh, I'm naughty. <laughs> what are you going <laughs> to do about it? <laughs> that is like, a really hot like role play situation, Anna and the King. I'm like, oh, getting to know you. You want to get to know me? You want to get some of that dick in my ass? <laughs> <laughs> I remember lusting after Gene Kelly's ass a lot as a kid, which is funny because I don't think I'm an ass girl. I tend to love back and shoulders and arms and that kind of thing. But his ass like hypnotized me and continues to this day. Wow. It's amazing. It's so juicy. And anything specific, like any dance numbers where it was bouncing, especially... Oh, I don't know. like a specific number, but I loved On the Town as a kid. I found that one really sexy. And I loved, of course, Singing in the Rain. Oh, the, all the numbers with Sid Charisse. I was like, oh, this is sex. There you go. We want details, Grease. Uh, Grease, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name for this episode because it's like dirty. We talked about stars, but have we talked about characters that we have crushes on? I'll throw out my two. Melchior Gabor. Oh, poor guy you know he's just trying to do it right mm. and he messes up you know he redeems himself I find him very endearing yeah absolutely and I'm sure the fact that Jonathan Groff played him has a lot to do with that no that whole show I mean that was a sexual awakening for our generation for sure yeah definitely hot and then also an Avenue Q Nikki <laughs> Because he had that lad hair. Is that a puppet? Yeah, he's the puppet. <laughs> he was really cute. I liked his hair. And and then at the end, there's like a doppelganger puppet that comes out that's just wearing a tank top with like hex. So yeah, I was really into that puppet. If we didn't offend everyone with our religious episode last week, we're definitely going to offend the rest of the people with fucking puppet talk. <laughs> Do you know what? If anyone has an issue with someone fucking a puppet, there are bigger problems. Problems. Fuck off. Yeah, the puppet will be okay. It's just caught. Like, who cares? And some puppets are hot. Yeah. Some cartoons are hot. Oh my God. Absolutely. Aladdin, very hot. I have kind of a bestiality one because I love Rum Tum Tugger. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rum Tum Tugger. I always have from a very young age. I've been like, I want that. Is there mm -hmm. an ultimate wow. Rum Tum Tugger? Like, do you like Terrence Mann as Rum Tum Tugger? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh my God. You really just quirked up and you said that I've never seen you come so alive. Quirked up. Quirked <laughs> up? What does that mean? What do you know? <laughs> I didn't love Jason Derulo Rum Tum Tugger, but I think that's just because the film is so fucking crazy. Like, I think Jason Derulo's super fucking hot. So there was a lot of sexual potential for me there. And I think it just lost me because the film. Yeah, I love Rum Tum Tugger. I do. In the movie Skimbleshanks, he was a ginger and he got, had those big arms and I think suspenders. He really did it for me. I was very surprised. He stole the show. Mm -hmm. I got quirked. What, what is it? What did I say? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you got quirked up. Quirked, quirked up. <laughs> okay, I'm going to think outside of the box a little and pick a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. I was always very attracted to Dick Van Dyke and Bye Bye Birdie. Albert Peterson. Mm -hmm. I just thought he was so cute and ambitious. His physicality was very sexual. And I was always, as a young child, very, very turned on during that Reese 2 scene when they oh. bunker. He's like, let's do it for a 
country. And he's very sexy and he's trying so hard to get this girl. It's probably a little date rapey and probably like not okay that he's like telling this girl the world's ending to fuck her. At the time, like you didn't think about that. And it was just very sexy. And you know, there's there's a dick in Greece too. Did you know that? <gasps> it's in the background of one of these scenes, but you can find like the screenshot online. It's when it's that track practice. One of these runners is doing hurdles and his dick is out of his shorts. And I don't think people <laughs> discovered it until recently. Maxwell Caulfield, who was hot, who was in it, he was like, oh yeah, that guy, he was notorious all around set. You turn the corner and he had his dick out. <gasps> wow. Wow. Why did they let this guy be an extra? <laughs> They weren't paying attention. But it sounds like everyone knew that this was his deal. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. What a different time. (laughs) There'd be a lot more dicks in Greece too if I directed it. Amen. (laughs) Do you think there are any dicks in uh, Rise of the Pink Ladies? I hope so. It's a euphemism. The pink ladies are dicks, and the rise is them like getting hard. It's all dicks. Oh, I just got chills a little. That's cool. I'm really curious about the notion of a showmance. Ooh. You know, um, doing a show, when I was a lot more involved in theater, it was a different time, but there was just always a lot of tension around the wings, you know, quick changes and doing like a somersault to get really close to people and the tensions get high. And sometimes if you're playing opposite someone on stage, those emotions might carry off stage. There have been a lot of famous showmances, like Terrence Mann and Charlotte D'Amboise. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they've been together forever. Wait, they're still together? Yeah, they met doing Cats. <gasps> but they didn't start dating till Jerome Robbins Broadway. Oh, shit. Wow. And I'm sure, I mean, just imagine the fireworks in that boudoir in the late 80s. Oh, yeah. You're in Pippin together. They played husband and wife in Pippin. Oh, oh yeah. Very hot. Orpha and Andy Carl. That's another really hot show. Love them. They are very sexy. A true showmance. In Mean Girls, Erica Hensington, is that her name? And Kyle Selig. <gasps> I don't know any of those people. <laughs> All right. She was Katie. Mm-hmm. And here's Aaron Samuels. Oh, I've only I seen him like once. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan and the the guy that ended up being gay. The guy I she likes. That character. Janice Ian. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I can't believe you've only seen Mean Girls once. I don't like it. <gasps> what? I think in life you're either Clueless or <laughs> Mean Girls and Clueless is just more my humor. I'm both. No, Carrie, you can't be. You have to choose, Carrie, right now. You have to. Carrie, choose. Watch the binary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Marin Maisie and Jason Danieli oh. and I, they did Next to Normal together. I saw them do that. It was so beautiful. I would have loved to. Audra is, didn't Audra, who did Audra marry? Will Swenson. Did they meet doing, I know they did 110 in the shade together. Was that when it went down? I don't know. I assume, but I'm not sure. And what I want to say is the ones that we have mentioned thus far are public, there are public record that these people are coupled and, you know, have also worked together. But there's a few that I have on my list that it's not really public. It's more of the gossip domain. So I don't know if we'll just edit it out or maybe bleep over some names. I'm ready to go to court. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, say it. Just say it, fuck okay, it. Well, the big messy, messy one. It's a love quadrangle. <gasps> so and were, I think, married. Mm-hmm. They met him. And so then a few years later, he went into she went into and he fucked and she fucked. That's fucking awesome. Do you think they still hate each other? Like all of them? How could 
they? They all fucked. Do you think they ever had just like a 4G? <gasps> oh, I wish they sang the whole time. Lionel Rose. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. Oh, oh, well, this is about. Okay, this one, this is public. You can find it on YouTube somewhere. But there's this woman that makes a YouTube video about how did her wrong and how I think he was like married with a kid or something and she had an affair with him and thought that it was love and he was gonna like leave his wife or something I'm totally paraphrasing it's been years but anyway she goes on this like 10 minute maybe 20 minute rant but the gag is the whole time she's wearing like a beer wench costume <laughs> German puffed sleeves later and husband. yeah like she's dressed as like Heidi <laughs> So it's an interesting dichotomy. But that's a, that's a classic YouTube video. Messy. Oh, also, I think Reeve Carney and Jennifer Damiano, when they were doing Spider-Man, there's been some illusions that they might have had a little romance that carried off the stage. And I've also heard the thing about Reeve Carney and Ava Noblezada in Hadestown. Oh, yeah. I think they're like openly a couple. Oh, okay. I think. Reeve Carney. You can get it. Beautiful. The two of them are so hot. He's sexy. And his Spider-Man costume, it was so form-fitting. And I love that he has ruddy cheeks, that he's got that like pale complexion, raven dark hair. And then when he like gets excited, his cheeks flush a little bit. I think that's really hot. Wow, he looks like a vampire. I love it. Oh, also, I heard that and is a fuck backstage at Fucked backstage. Also, all of the Evan Hansons have dated each other. Ben Platt is now engaged to Noah Galvin. I think they're married. Married now. Uh-huh. And Taylor Trench and uh, Ben Levi Ross, they were together for years. They're not posting on Instagram anymore. I don't know if they necessarily, I don't really keep up with it. But I know it's just like all the Evan Hansons, it seems, have just like coupled up. Do you think once you sign a contract to be an Evan Hansen, like part of the contract is you're, you have to date other Evan Hansons? <laughs> uh-huh. Either you're under study or your replacement wait have you guys heard anything about the i love new york or new york new york whatever the fuck it's called the new musical <laughs> i was like tiffany pollard <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> i read some of the early preview things on broadway world is it good is it anything good it's hard to say because on broadway world the people that post after first previews are the people who care enough to go to a first preview and are gonna yeah, love it yeah, you yeah. know it's that guy you love that was connor that's why i hope it was good yeah, yeah. oh i can't think of of her name either but she's so fabulous and she was in six the casting looks great i know it's candor and ebb songs but then also lin-manuel came in to help since which one died ebb died ebb yeah i assume this means the music slaps it has potential to me and it feels like a classic musical which i'm kind of yearning for ah i missed those i didn't realize it was candor and ebb music i love that guy so much i thought he was the best part of that evan hansen movie i so agree colton ryan is that his name Yes. 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 Know who else who's uh, Broadway crush had a cameo in that is Isaac Powell. Yep. 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 On this island, and he did. Speaking of showmances, he dated uh, Wesley Taylor for years. Yeah. Why would they break up? I don't know. Because they were only posted on Instagram of each other, and then it just like stopped. They didn't give us an explanation. Like, don't we deserve? It? <laughs> no. <laughs> don't we deserve it? Because they were like such a cute couple. Like, I was really invested in them. I hope they're still friends. We'd love to have them both on the podcast. You were shipping them. Yeah, I was shipping them a little bit. Oh, well, have you ever had a showmance? Personally, no. What? 
I never want to date a star because I'm like, no, bitch. In my relationship, I have to be the star. Even if it's just like fucking, no, I'm that in this relationship. But then I feel like my husband is a secret star and he tricked me. He's a total ham, but he's not in performance, which is nice. But sometimes I'm out with him and I'm like, how dare you? You're such a star. And it makes me angry. Only room for one. (laughs) Truly. But also part of the reason I loved theater from a young age was because I was like, oh, I love gay boys. Like I wanted to hang out with gay guys. They were always my friends. And sometimes when there would be straight boys, I'd be like, I don't trust you. What are you doing here? Yeah. So you you hit on a couple things there that it's a lot easier for gay guys in theater to have a showmance for various reasons, but also the predicament of being the straight man in a show. I've seen that manifest in so many different ways Oof. of like basically him not knowing what to do because all the girls want him, the one straight guy, or he rubs everyone the wrong way because he ends up kind of being a creep. Like it's a, it's a tricky position to be in my heart goes out to straight men (laughs) but we had a friend who everyone all the girls wanted to fuck and he didn't fuck anyone that summer no because he had a girlfriend he was were they together they were together yeah oh well that explains it but you know who did have a showmance that summer oh me and mikey oh we did Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Guys and dolls. Can I tell my version of it? Yeah, please go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hit while I do this. I'm gonna take a hit. Mikey and I didn't meet until the first day of rehearsal. It was Guys and Dolls. I Nathan Detroit, and he uh. was South Street. So we were best friends in the show. We had a lot of scenes, and from the very first rehearsal, we locked into this back and forth. We had this banter. I was like, "Who is this guy? He's amazing." <laughs> It, it was instant onstage chemistry. Do you remember our first conversation? No. I do. I was sitting in the cafeteria and I never met you. You came over to me. You sat right down. You went, so who did you have a crush on? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't introduce yourself. <laughs> I could tell you were family. And we got into the scenes and it was just, it was electric. And I had a crush on Corey C, but apparently Mikey had a crush on me. <gasps> Or when we got drunk. <laughs> I think we hooked up like the first night. We got drunk at the party. We hooked up that first night. And then like, you know, you have a strong connection and and back and forth, like you said, with someone. And then you hook up. You think for a second, you're like, okay, do I like that person? But then it, that wasn't it. But we didn't get there at the exact same time. And Carrie got there first. And I wouldn't talk to Carrie or look at Carrie on stage. We were scene partners and guys and dolls. I wouldn't look at him. <laughs> for the entire run. <laughs> Um, wouldn't make eye contact with me. So, so first day of rehearsal, magic. I cannot wait to like do the show with this guy. And then three days into it, he's not talking to me. Like, fuck you. Oh my God. We made amends by like closing night. <laughs> Just in time. Well, we had a whole season. That was the first show of like five shows. So most of the summer we were good. That was literally just our first show. Right, right. It was just the first two weeks, two first three weeks. <laughs> then we got I was through. like, no, fuck this guy. <laughs> and then looking at you. <laughs> fuck your Nathan Detroit. I was like, this Betty doesn't like Nathan. <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> and then a few years later, we did the producers together as Leo and Max. And I was like, all right, Mikey, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> What would you look at? Like, you wouldn't make eye contact. Would you just, like, stare at his forehead? What would you do? Nicely, nicely. I would do everything to nicely, nicely. <laughs> and I loved that. So I was like, fuck this. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> nicely and nicely. And Benny South Street have such great chemistry. Oh, the two <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck you guys. 
Poor leading man can't get any love. I know, and I had to I had to pull a lot of weight in that first scene with a lot of people, and I was excited at first when Benny South Street. But anyway. And then later that summer, you know, let bygones be bygones. And like, we weren't hooking up. But then one day near the end of the season, it was cabaret. And we were just like around the theater. I guess it was like tech or something. It was like a dinner. And we both stuck around and we ended up going underneath the <gasps> pit. Oh my God. <laughs> it was nice. We bookend the summer. We did one at the beginning, one at the end, and then we were good. And now you're friends. Yeah. Now you're like, we got this. Does that happen anymore? Because that was over a decade ago. No, that still happens. I've never not had a contract. I mean, now it's different because I'm a boyfriend. But before that, there was no contract I went to where I didn't have sex with at least one person. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in a law contract, that still happens. That's part of the experience. That's theater. <laughs> But like the backstage component of it, because oh. I remember, and I think some of it might just have to do with like summer stock versus, you know, equity, you know, mm-hmm. or like the level of professionalism. But I just remember those early years, first night kissing games and skinny dipping. Anything but clothes party. Oh. Mm-hmm. Have you ever stumbled across, like, do any Broadway stars have OnlyFans? Ooh. I had never seen any. I think that would be great. I'd, I've never subscribed to OnlyFans, but I would subscribe to the OnlyFans of Bad Cinderella. And I feel like if there's any show that's going to do it, it's Bad Cinderella. I'm going to look Broadway stars, Broadway, Broadway performers. Yeah, do performers, Broadway stars. <laughs> Broadway legends. <Yeah>. Patty Lapone. <laughs> I would see like a Carol Channing OnlyFans. I can't believe you've never paid for OnlyFans before. I don't have any active. I've done it once or maybe twice and canceled it like after looking at the the albums and be like oh I don't need this and I'm gonna forget in a month so I just got rid of it oh I, as soon as I buy one I cancel it right away because once you get it for a month you kind of like I mean I haven't done it in a very long time but there was a while I was it was better than porn I was like yeah hey, what the fuck you like send in requests I've never sent in a request I've never like talked to anyone I would just like log on look at it jail and uh call it a day <laughs> I think there's something so nice about bespoke things I don't know if you guys relate to this because I feel everyone's a bit different this way with like what turns them on. And for me, I'm so much less about visual things and so much more about like non-instant gratification, that slow burn kind of thing. And I think that's why I'll honestly get more turned on from really sexy films and TV shows and things like that, that have like a progressive thing where I'm waiting for people to fuck and they just keep not fucking. Oh, yeah. Scandal back in the day. Mm. Oh my God. The way I used to rub one out to Scandal. (laughs) It was so good. Anticipation is hot. Anticipation is so sexy. It really is. Most big company made porn just feels very like, here you go. Here's the money shot. And and they're amazing. They're athletes, but I can't connect to it. No, I need a story. I need background. I need how they're connected. I if if I start a video and it's just like a dick and ass. You know what I mean? Like just a close in. Like I'm like, okay, this doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Like I need build up and like. I've been watching vintage porn recently, like full videos because they're very plot driven. If you can find like a good protagonist that will kind of like carry you through. I really enjoyed that. And I think for the same reasons as you said. That's interesting. What is your go-to porn like site or what do you use? Oh, boyfriendtv.com. I love that. That's like such a sweet name. 
theme. Looking it up right now. I like it. If you have something better, Mikey, let me know. Grace, do you watch porn? I do from time to time. There's been eras of my life where I definitely did more. But do you know what like my OG porn love is? Is Tumblr. And you can still find some porn on it. You're not supposed to be able to. But I was such a Tumblr girl. And you could find like the most curated videos and GIFs and sexy little things. And you get just like little snippets of things that were so like teasing. Oh, I'm, I'm such a little Tumblr girl still in my heart. Or do you ever read stories like erotica? I used to read very erotic fan fiction. I loved that shit. <laughs> and fan fiction of scandal no this will be very uh bizarre as a kid as like a young tween i read harry potter sexual fan fiction <laughs> what was that like give us examples give us examples i loved people who shouldn't have been together being together like people who kind of hated each other i loved the idea of harry and draco oh yeah i would read that shit all the time i love enemies to lovers that's like a big trope for me it's the Aries and in me. Eat sex is hot. There's a really iconic one, though. I feel shit talking about this. I'm kind of disowning my childhood Harry Potter love because, of course, that person is a monster that made it. But there is a really iconic Harry Potter fan fiction that is about Ginny and Hagrid that went viral. That's like incredibly disturbing, but really <laughs> funny. Hagrid. The way it's written is so funny. So if you want a good laugh, that's that's a good choice. Well, speaking of fan fiction, there is some fan fiction written about me and Mikey. Are you joking? We had a fan at Interlake Summer Theater that would write fan fiction about all the characters of the shows we were doing. Oh my so god. The most <laughs> iconic one is uh when Nathan Detroit and Adelaide move to Levittown and they meet Audrey and Seymour. Um because they survived. And... <laughs> yeah, she never even acknowledges that. Their death or anything. It's so yeah, but they're like missing their friends, Crystal Runa and Chiffon. There's another one. Oh, it's the same one where they go out for karaoke with Frank Butler and Ado Annie. Yeah. These timelines, they don't make any sense. They were in their twilight years. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah, but I would write, what would you write fan fiction about these days? Or like a sexy one? I would really love to see Phantom and Elsa, oh. two people who were born with things that made them different and had trouble fitting in, coming together, talking about their lives and like how they just wanted someone to get it. And like they finally find that person who gets it. And then they just fucking... Let me get my dildo. And then they get it. They get it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of him being with someone who can hold her own. He preyed on Christine, who's like this meek little mouse. But Elsa would be like, fuck you and freeze his dick if he pissed her off. And they could like almost kiss. And he's like, sorry, we shouldn't do this. I'm a cold person. And she can say, the cold never bothered me anyway. <laughs> and unless... And it, like, you know how her cape flies away in Frozen? She unclips and her whole dress flies away. Sucks. She's naked, yeah. And her nipples are blue or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> humanity. Wow. That's hot. That's sexy. Sold. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think I'd like to see Diana. I mean, I know she's a real person, but I kind of want this for her in real life, too, because I feel like she didn't get to have enough fun. Like she deserved to be worshipped on the level the world worshipped her. So I think I'd like to see like all the hottest, like leading men in a group sex format, but like really worshipping her, like not, you know, degrading her, but like treating her. I like think what Princess Diana needs is a bukkake, is what you're saying. <laughs> 
that's the ending that she deserves. <laughs> you are paraphrasing. <laughs> also, if you go back and listen to it, I don't think there's an episode that we do not bring up Phantom or Diana the Musical. It's our whole personality. <laughs> it's required. It's on brand. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Princess Diana gets... Not bukkake, unless she wants it. (laughs) Some people, I don't think bukkakes are not wanted. I think that's true. You got to really want and consent to bukkake, right? (laughs) One would hope. Hey, Carrie, what about you? Oh, I'm so inspired by both of you, but I would play West Side Story like the Jets and the Sharks. Oh, they all pair off and try to keep it a secret. Tony and Bernardo and Rip, like there's a love triangle between Tony, Bernardo, Chino, and Riff. And then all, all the other sharks and jets have their like secret love affairs. And but anybody's most- is like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be in these gangs anymore. Anybody's <laughs> <laughs> no and watches. Anybody's the only person that sees it all and films it and puts it on OnlyFans. Okay, great. Uh, you find out later, like as a twist, that that uh, anybody's knows and is going to expose everyone. <gasps> anybody's is Gossip Girl. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and like Doc and Lieutenant Shrank have a thing. <laughs> All of the violence wouldn't have happened. No, it would be a much happier story. A story that I'd much more happily watch. Yeah. If you replace every knife fight with a gay scene and keep all the music, honestly, it would have never closed. It would have kept running. That's probably why it didn't run for that long. (laughs) That's why it's not a huge international hit. (laughs) (laughs) I have notes for them. A show that just has tons of hot guys moving in like the sexiest ways. This really passionate aggression that does totally toe the line of eroticism mm-hmm. and now they have the outsiders have you heard about this Mm-mm. no it's a new uh, musical of like the juvenile novel mm-hmm. oh and all the reviews i think it's at La- the globe maybe or oh. something yeah out west all the reviews are talking about how homoerotic it is oh i'm excited all these muscly guys that are like pushing 30 who are playing teenagers that's what we want or like i love a good mama mia when they're on their flippers oh grace likes the pierce brosman in the boat scene more than <laughs> the young boys in the flippers, but still i still love mama mia <laughs> <laughs> pierce brosman just in that field screaming donna that's it for me We've done Mamma Mia. We've never done Mamma Mia 2, right? No. And I love Mamma Mia 2. I think it's kind of perfect. Love. I just wish Cher was in it more. I think really the third. Is that happening? I think so. Say what? The third Mamma Mia. Oh, really? There's been talk. I don't know if it's very pre-production. No, it's official. You heard it here. Have you heard of the Mamma Mia experience? Or it's like the ABBA immersive experience? Is that the holographic concert? Oh, that exists. But this is like a place you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in London and also in Sweden. An immersive experience where you go and like you're in you're on the island and you have dinner and people are running around dancing and like they don't do Mamma Mia but they do a book musical that's ABBA <laughs> how confusing <laughs> on the set of Mamma Mia but then they do another show around you with the same music <laughs> Like, what the fuck's going on? There have been some naked musicals, but the only thing I can think of that's happened in my lifetime is hair. There's another one, though, isn't there, that was in the 60s? Oh, Calcutta. I think that was at one point in the top 10 longest running shows. Oh, you're joking. Because there, there were no clothes or no costumes. It just ran forever. Yeah, wow. sign me up for that. There's Naked Boys singing. 
oh. which is coming back. But hair, the times I've seen, I got so pissed off because when they get naked, I'm so excited for the naked part. But someone's like singing a solo and the lights direct me somewhere else. And I don't realize that they've all taken off their clothes until it's too late. I think that's the point. Right. They don't want creeps <laughs> like you. Not me twice. And I was like, oh, you missed it. I did see Kelly O'Hara's uh, boobs in Dracula. Ooh. And I saw Daniel Radcliffe's penis in Equus. Right. Forgot about that. I think that's it for me. Kelly O'Hara also showed, she got naked in Bridges of Madison County, which I didn't think was necessary. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't ever actually saw it though. Oh, and then in Passion, didn't Marin Mazzi, didn't her character get naked in that? Yeah, I think so. I think she sings the song naked. I think it really depends like on the show and the circumstance. Like Kelly O'Hara did not need to take her breasts off for Dracula, the musical. But like I got nude for Full Monty. That felt warranted. It's like the story. Yeah. Like, who are you in Full Monty? Are you Malcolm? I was, who does the mom die? Malcolm. Malcolm? I was Malcolm. I did Full Monty too. I chickened out the first night. <gasps> it was college and it was in a black box and it was like a student production. We're in a fucking black box and the lighting effect didn't work. It only worked on the back row. And so that's where we put the teachers and our parents and stuff. Everyone else sitting forward to that could see everything. And I chickened out. And the, Were you the only one? I was the only one that chickened out. <laughs> the guys got so mad at me. Oh, I would be mad at you too. Like, no. yeah, I was mad. At, I don't know if the audience could tell that I chickened out because I think it was so fast. I just didn't really take it off. Well, that's very unlike you, though. I know, but I, I did it later. That's so hard, though, especially at that age and have everyone you know there. You're not getting no compassion from me. <laughs> the villain. <laughs> yeah, I'm still grappling with that. <laughs> Is that one naked show, Oh Calcutta? Like, what is that about? I don't think it's a good show. I think oh. people just went because it had a reputation because it was the naked show. Because from what I understand, like there was sort of a dearth of things on Broadway. Before a chorus line, like Broadway's in really bad shape. Mm. And I think that Calcutta was one of the handful of shows to see in New York in the 70s. I can't even, I don't know a song from it. Do me I? Either. No. It's come up for me before because people have told me that there is a recorded version of it but I've never found it so people are always like you should cover it oh uh, yeah from 1972 also I love watching shit from back then with big bushes I love seeing how the styles change big bushes like vagina hair you're talking about like yeah hair? people loved a big bush back then <laughs> and then in the 90s everyone had like a landing strip lightning bolts I tried to do that once it was so hard that's so much work it really was first time I ever shaved my pubes I was in high school and I started it was uneven and I was like all right, a little more off here and then it was uneven that way and a little more <laughs> until there was nothing left <laughs> i was just an alien <laughs> ball seems so unshavable unshavable it's hard that's pretty easy oh please <laughs> <laughs> tell me your trick because i i always have issues i usually take like a buzzer and i like i buzz first and then i just take the razor and i just bop 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 <laughs> <laughs> and that's it do you nick yourself i've never nipped myself no siri never not me never i don't know i can't do that maybe my they're just so big i have trimmed my ass and have nipped my ass mm. did you ever nair there was a, a period when i was in college where i was trying to like keep like a smooth chest and i nared very early on and then i was like no i just like gave into my chest hair there was a guy i went to school with he told me he had like such a hairy ass that he would sit down and the hair 
fingers would intertwine and then he would get up and they would just like rip. He had such a hairy ass <gasps> that he was like in pain sometimes. So he was like, it's so hard to shave and that makes it kind of stubbly. I'm going to nair it. But he left the nair on too long. <gasps> you know how it burns you and whatnot. You're not supposed to do that. And he said it was really painful and it did burn him. But now he has no butt hair. Ever? Like it never came back? It never came back. Wow. I would just like to make sure we're not leaving anything out. Sort of like the big question of the day, which we've really been leading up to is like, what are the shows that just make you wet? Oh, just the way you worded that made me wet. <laughs> yeah. Spring Awakening is one of those like the slow burn. I have friends that used to fuck to the cast recording. Really? It's so mopey and depressing. Really? I would never want to talk to any of those people on that show. <laughs> God. So that's one. What about Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? Sex. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Hard candy Christmas. Sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Mamma Mia. Those are probably my right now. Off the top of my head, there's so many shows that do it for me. But right now, I'd say Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the stage version of Amadea, but that comes to mind. <laughs> I love. <laughs> fuck you, Mikey. I love that like powdered wig sexiness. I love that shit. I don't know why anything like that I'm into. Mozart L'Opera Rock I'm is just like. Gonna say that. Oh, oh, Mikey, yeah, Mikey knows. It is a French mega musical along the vein of like Notre Dame de Paris. It's only been in French and they have these music videos of it. And it's exactly that powdered wig and just like very anachronistic, like modern powdered wig. Oh my God. It's sexy. It's There are these ballerina boys in one. Yeah. Oh, and they're only wearing vests and powdered wigs. Or no, tricorn hat. I'm going to obsess over this. A tricorn hat. Yeah, Mozart, L'Opera Rock. I'll, I'll I'm writing it down. The next time I come, we'll do a viewing. <gasps> I would love that. More international things should be on our list. Love that. Mikey, what are the what shows make you wet? Um, I think Footloose is a very sexy show. <laughs> Anything Forbidden, I think, is very sexy. So someone saying you can't do something and then doing it anyway and yeah. pull out is very sexy to me. Oh, my God. That, the actual finale, the heaven helps the man. It's like, ooh. God, they're all like dancing in the back. I'm free, whatever the hell it's called. I love, I love song. that song. What else do I think is sexy? Yeah, like I said earlier, those 90s, that Frank Wildhorn era, that yes. Jekyll and Hyde, those two, when I think of sexy Broadway shows, I think of that. I think of Dangerous Game. I think of him like coming behind her and like twirling her around and he had that big Jekyll or Hyde fur coat on. The coat. Uh-huh. Like that's sexy Broadway to me. Anything like Fosse, anything that tends to have a lot of women, I tend to think is really sexy, which is funny. Like I definitely have an attraction to women, but I wouldn't ever say that I am queer or like on oh you know everyone's just on a spectrum aren't they but like I think of things did you just come out in our <laughs> episode <laughs> oh my god please came out to be fair <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, save this episode. We're going to play this on Pride, Pride Month. But I do feel like when I think about what is really hot to me, like I think of these like very female-led casts, the cast of nine, that original. Oh, each of them were so sexy in very different ways. What do you think about the rock? Oh, (laughs) very sexy. I try not to think of anyone who works with Santa as sexy. It's always been a rule of mine. (laughs) But Santa's sexy. Yeah, well, no one is really sexy. This is a bit of a stretch, but have you seen Mrs. Claus, Mrs. Santa Claus with Angela Lansbury? Uh No. A young Terrence Mann. (gasps) Evil toy maker. And he has this song. 
if I remember, it's been years, but in my mind, he's doing this like lanky high kick strut, like down, he's like strutting, like high knee strut or something. And it's so over the top and so sexy, slinking along. What is this called? So yeah, check that out. Mrs. Santa Claus? <laughs> Mrs. Claus or, uh, yeah, Mrs. Santa Claus. Santa Claus, uh-huh. I have never heard of this. And is it an Alan Menken? No, it's like a Jerry Herman score. You are yeah. blowing my fucking mind. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever been on stage. Maybe it's only been uh, like a TV movie or something. I have to find it. Christmas in July. Oh, do you know? Now that I'm looking at that cover, it is weirdly familiar. But I don't remember it at all. Oh, my God. Wow, she looks like a pussy. She's the clit. Her head, her face. Don't call Angela Lansbury's head a clit. (laughs) (laughs) Angela Lansbury looks like a pussy. (laughs) The other day I was like, how old is she now? And I looked it up and I forgot she died. And I kind of had to relive it all over again. It was actually kind of awful. I'm so sorry. When was that? This was like last week. But she died last year, right? Yeah, last year. Like not too long. (gasps) The full movie is on YouTube. Of Mrs. Santa Claus? Yes. Should we do it for Christmas in July? When do they do Christmas? Um, I'm actually looking at the Terrence Mann clip right now. I'm so excited for this. It's not as sexy as I remember. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard looking back and being like, I found this really hot as a kid. In the whiz when they all take their clothes off and sing, Can You Feel the Brand New Day? Mm. Yes. Like all those scraggly hippies in Jesus Christ Superstar. Theater people are hot. Or nine to five. They all had like the 80s, like 70s or 80s shag wig. And I love that. They just look like Peter Brady. I do love like a longer hair. I love something to play with. In the pandemic, my husband's hair went real long and it was so fun. And now he's back, you know, very professional and I do love it. But like, I miss that. Do you think that's why you and I never hooked up because I'm bald and I don't have hair? And... Oh, no, you just have to wear a wig when we do hook up. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> just go to Solomon's room, pick your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else feel like they need like a cigarette right now after like after a good fucking and you just need to like that's how I feel after this episode. <laughs> after a good fucking. Having <laughs> a ranch water. This was everything I wanted and more. This was wonderful. I'm all titillated. I got some cast recordings and some bootlegs to watch now. Oh fuck. <laughs> so sexy doing something so wrong. Are the police gonna get me for watching this bootleg? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a criminal. Thank you so much for teaching us new sexy things. It was so fun to learn more about it and to explore like what other people find hot about it. Thank you for sharing and opening up and titillating us. Also, I want to say I'm glad that we um, talked about Carrie and I's time where we didn't speak during Guys and Dolls and that came to a head and (laughs) I feel like we're growing. You know what I mean? That's the best thing about this podcast. It's about growing. (laughs) No, I'm really proud of you. The growth that you found in the past 69 episodes. Thank you. (laughs) Really look forward to seeing what fucked up shit you get into in next nine. Cool. Well, thanks, Pierre. Till then, thank you for everything, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Just keep chilling. I'm gonna hit these poppers. High Flying Adored is hosted by us, Mikey and Grace. It's produced by us, Grace and Mikey. Special thanks to Andy Mowat for our kick-ass theme song. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're streaming the song. While you're at it, please follow our Instagram, High Flying Adored. That's flying with no G. Email us at highflyingadoredpodcast at gmail.com. We love you. We love you. Thanks for listening. We 
love you.